0: enjoy a tall cool dude i grew up like most kids worried i couldn't bench two plates that i wouldn't fit in that i wouldn't find love then i discovered partying and suddenly all those worries went to the wayside i didn't need love i had keg stands i discovered i was great at raging and it revealed wonderful things about myself i could relate to bros regardless of what kind of bro they were I could be at a party and moon people and everyone would laugh, you know, be witty. Or, I could play beer pong and compete with real integrity. In short, I fulfilled my potential. The Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550.
1: Welcome in to the Nightcap. My name is Joe DiBiase here on WGR Sports Radio 550. First show in the post Phil House the era. Sabers moved on from their head coach. They now have a vacancy. They now have a coach search. We will keep you up to date, of course, here in WGR. And that's another extra thing to talk about now for the re- for the uh, off season, especially the early part here. We got the lottery tomorrow. I'll be on the air tomorrow, so we'll have live coverage of that. Uh, the lottery begins at eight o'clock, so we'll take that to you live. Skinner, whether he'll resign, you'll have that at some point. That'll become really serious as we get closer and closer to July 1st. The NHL draft is before that. Arista Linen trade, you never know. That seems to be the player that would be most likely dealt at this point. Although, roster surgery was mentioned by Elliott Friedman last week, and the Sabres are setting themselves up for a big offseason here. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number if you want to get in on the conversation tonight. 550-550 is the text line. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at WGR. Brief nightcap tonight, as we have the national championship tonight. Texas Tech in Virginia. Tip-off's not until 920, but we're going to bring you coverage starting at 730. I got some, uh, some, I got a pool on the line. Can get some, let get some money. So I'm rooting for Texas Tech. Also, you know, it'd be kind of neat to think that the team that UB was eliminated by and smoked by in round number two of the tournament ends up winning the national championship. That'd be a noteworthy fact to have in your back pocket when you look back on this incredible UB Bulls season. You could talk about it as, oh, they won the conference, they were ranked all year, and the team that they lost to in the tournament, hey, they won the national championship. So you can have that feather in your cap, too. Um, Sabres, though. Housley, he had, had, had to be done. I was on the air yesterday, 8 to 11 a.m., before the move happened. And me and Brayton were in here talking about it. People were calling in about Housley. And really, there was never a other side to it. Like, what was the argument for keeping him? The only argument for keeping him was, <laughs> I keep moving on from coaches. And I got to stop doing that at some point. True. But... You got to stop doing it when you found the right guy. You can't just say, "All right, I got a problem at head coach, but I got I can't can't keep moving on from guys. So I'm just gonna keep going with this." That's that's a terrible way to run your team. So the Sabers did what needed to be done. Bottrell did what needed to be done, and it didn't take them a lot of time. And it's a good thing it didn't take them a lot of time because I don't know. You saw Quenville hired already by the Panthers. Todd McClellan is the reported Saber lead candidate. According to Bob McKenzie, and he's also drawing interest from the Kings. Dennis Bernstein, Kings reporter out in L.A., is reporting that we might have a decision from McClellan tonight, and if not, maybe tomorrow morning. So we might find out pretty soon here. So it's a good thing that the Sabres toss their hat Right in the ring, right away. If you knew that you're gonna be moving on from Housley and you knew you were gonna have to be in this head coach market, then get in it because it seems like it's going pretty quick. Quenville's gone, McClellan might be gone soon, and it's not even like McClellan is you would think some top candidate that you'd have to throw away the rest of the candidates for like I don't wanna interview these five guys because if I if I want McClellan, I gotta do that now. When I first saw his name today, my instinct was, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But as you do some digging, we had Jonathan Willis on the show earlier. If you don't know a lot about Tom McClellan and you want to get a good idea of what this Sabre coach candidate is, go to WGR530.com, listen to Jonathan Willis. Ton of good insight on that. We'll even play a little bit here of him. And that interview has me feeling a little bit better about the idea. Reading about McClellan has me feeling better about the idea. I still think you could do better, but I do think you could do worse as well, especially if you're going the retread route for replacing Housley. Quenville was a retread, but he had the cup, he had the cups, and he was the top, he was the big fish out there. But he's gone. All right, what other retreads are out there? Aline Vigneault, who has been connected the Sabres via Jeremy White's secret Twitter guy, and. I hate that idea. I would take McClellan a hundred times over Elaine Vigneault. If you do even a little bit of research on both guys, the first thing that you're going to see on Vigneault is stuff on why he was fired from the Rangers. How a guy who had made the playoffs nine years in a row, going back to his days in Vancouver, was fired after one season of missing the playoffs. When you look at it, the problem Vigneault had with the Rangers was the fact that he played veterans way too much and he refused to put young guys in the lineup. That is a huge problem if you're looking at Sabre coach candidates. The top thing you have to be looking at for Sabre coach candidates is not just, hey, can they get me to the playoffs pretty quickly here, but how do they react or how do they interact with young players? Because the Sabers' core right now is young players. Your top guys are 23 and under. Reinhardt, Eichel, Darlene, etc. And that's why when you're looking at McClellan and this decision he might have to make between the Sabres and the Kings, I mean, unless it's family-related, which it might be. I mean, the guy was the Sharks coach, and then he was the Oilers coach. He's probably been out west for a long time. That wouldn't be as big a change. You're staying, you know, relatively close to San Jose in comparison, where he was for a long time. But if you're looking at on the ice, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. The Kings' best players are in their 30s. They have a few years left at best, and at this point, the last two seasons, I think they've proven they are not enough to make you a contender anymore. They squeaked into the playoffs last year, and they got throttled by Vegas in round one. Maybe the worst offensive output in a playoff series that a team has ever put on, the Kings did last year. And then this year, it continued to fall apart, and they ended up finishing second worst in the NHL. The sa- And like I said, their best players... 30 plus. They're 30 plus. The Sabres core that has to be intriguing to people. It has to be. There's a cloud of negativity like Robin Leonard said. Yes. You have an owner who keeps cycling through coaches. Yes. You have a lot of roster problems especially depth wise. You don't really have a, a set answer on who your franchise goaltender is. Yes. But you have Darlene and Eichel. That alone should be enough to lure even the middle tier coaches like McClellan. This isn't Babcock they're trying to lure today, it's Todd McClellan. Middle tier. So Jonathan Willis put it, and that's how I, I agree with it. What I like about him is it sounds like he's adaptable which is one of the main things that whenever I've kind of brought up Lindy Ruff, I don't seriously want the Sabres to hire Lindy Ruff, but one thing looking back that I think was underappreciated about him was his adaptability and how he changed the style of his team based on his roster. And what we've had since then really is the opposite of that. It's my system fit to it. And McClellan sounding like he's adaptable. I like that quality in a coach. He has good five on five numbers, good possession numbers His teams have done pretty well, even strength. I like that. Don't love the fact that he's not very analytical and the one quote that he says. I'm a little worried about that. But, otherwise, I think there's a lot of positives to think when we're thinking about him as a coach, Todd McClellan. And if you're not sure what that quote is I'm talking about from earlier, this is from Todd McClellan on TSN Radio in Edmonton from a few years ago
0: we live in a world now of analytics and I'm a big believer that the best set of analytics are eyeballs. You have to go back and watch the game over. You have to look at them in different situations. It's all based on evidence. You watch them play, you watch them succeed, you give them a little bit more. And if we're smart as an organization, we're allowing players to go past the veteran. Um, that doesn't mean the veterans aren't any good. You know, it's up to them to keep their jobs. But if some of the kids are coming along and outplaying them, we'd be crazy not to put them in the lineup and promote them and give them ice time. And I think that's one of the things that Mike Babcock Always did very well in Detroit. There was a a strong group of veterans there, but if he saw a young player that could do it, he played him.
1: That's Todd McClellan, who might be the next Sabre coach, talking about you got to allow young guys to go past the veterans. How long have we been wanting to see that? I mean, you couldn't get Vladimir Soboka off the ice for Housley this year. The guy was playing three-on-three overtime. Your worst offensive player out there, When having skill on the ice is most important. The deployment of players was just brutal this year. And there is a guy who could be your coach. Don't love the part in the beginning. The best analytics is a set of eyeballs. Don't love that. But the rest of it. Like, I'm on board. He's not a perfect candidate, clearly. But... I think he's about as good as you can do from when you're looking at the recycled guys right now, guys that have been around the league, guys that have coached. I do not want Elaine Vigneault here. I don't want Daryl Sutter here. Like, th- there's a lot worse I think they could do. Now, I'd like to see them do something more unique. It doesn't sound like that's the route they're going. The only real names we have any sort of connection to the Sabres right now is Vigneault and McClellan, and those are both veteran NHL coaches. I'd like to see them do something unique. Roger Ronberg is an idea that I think is very interesting. I have no idea if that guy would want to move from Sweden to the United States to coach in the NHL. I'd have to think it's appealing to him a little bit. Roger Ronberg is the coach at Frolanda in the Swedish League. He coached Dahlin. He's going to be your best player on your team. He coached Olofsson, who's going to be a top six player on your team. That's a unique idea. Ralph Kruger, who the Sabres reportedly reached out to last year. That is a unique idea. That's a guy who's in soccer right now. He's the chairman for Southampton, and he doesn't have the biggest track record as an NHL head coach. He's only coached the Oilers for a couple years. Interesting, a lot of former Oiler coaches that could be in the mix here. Dallas Eakins too. That's an interesting idea too. Could you lure him back to the sport with two franchise players like Eichel and Dalene? I don't know. Last year they weren't able to do it. He wanted to stay in soccer and also other reports i've read about him says if he does come back to hockey he might want to do it in a gm role but like something like that can i pull in a guy that's not really even on anybody's radar right now but that if they if they brought him in as the head coach people around the league go ooh okay that's interesting i didn't see that coming like i want to see i want that i want i didn't see that coming for sabers head coach i don't mind the chris taylor idea you, I think you could fall back on that if you have to. He's, he's Coach of Rochester. I mean, where's he going? I think you can fall back on that if you want. But at this point, McClellan, I'd give it a, to a B, be a B-plus B hire. But I'm not, I'm not getting to an A with that guy. Because, I mean, he had McDavid. He had McDavid. And he didn't. He made the playoffs once in four years. Three years and 20 games. He got fired 20 games into this season. So that's where I'm at on him as a coach. Um, And like I said, if you missed Jonathan Willis, check that out on demand at WGR550.com. Here's a little snippet from what he was uh, talking about on the afternoon show earlier.
0: His teams have a history of being good 5-on-5. Edmonton was not a great 5-on-5 team, but it did improve over his tenure. He plays you know, heavy forechecking. More dump and chase than I think is is really common in the league these days, but it's it's an aggressive dump and chase. McClellan said a couple of injudicious things while he was in Edmonton. To me, I read those comments more as an indication of the pressure he was feeling and the criticism he was taking than necessarily a rejection of ideas. I don't know that I'd say, you know, this guy's a real super analytically inclined guy, but I do think he's adaptable and accepting and and the kind of person who's intelligent and open-minded enough to make use of the tools
1: placed at his disposal. WGR550.com for that. eight zero three zero five fifty is the phone number. it has got a few minutes left here until we get to national championship coverage of Texas Tech and Virginia. Tip off for that just after 9 o'clock. Let's go to Tony. Tony, you're on the nightcap. What's up, man?
0: Hey, how are you doing today, bud? Good. Well, they did the right thing. I agree with you. They needed to let Phil Housley go. It's unfortunate that we're rotating coaches in and out of here, but this next guy that they hire, whomever that's going to be, I hope that he's got a history of winning and understands what it takes to win. And it would be great to have some Stanley Cup rings on his hand as a player and or his experiences. But the guy that they – whoever it is that they hire, it's got to be understood. Guess what? He's not leaving. So when these players decide that they don't want to play for him anymore, and they can say that they didn't but actions speak louder than words – 'Cause these guys checked out in the beginning of March if you wanna if you really want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to show up the last two games of the year and finally show what they can do on a consistent basis. So we need to find that guy that can tap in to showing them that you gotta score four goals a night or it's a failure. Because they have the firepower to do it. And I don't care what anybody says, they have the firepower to do it, or at least that team this year
1: did. I mean, they had some firepower, but there you had there were so many holes in the forward depth that yeah, they had some firepower, but it's not like Housley had, you know, a bunch of gunners line two, three, and four that he just couldn't get anything out of. Like, what was he supposed to do with with like some of the guys in the bottom six? I'm not saying he did a good job. I think he completely mismanaged the first and second line, but it's not all on him because there wasn't a lot of scoring depth there.
0: But, see, the bottom line remains is whoever this guy is going to be, whoever it is, it's got to be known that no matter what, he's staying and you're going to go. And staying, if,
1: but staying, what do you mean by staying? Like how long? Like you're
0: Like, like he's going to stay. He's here for four years. So oh, if, man. Um, then hit the road.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, I don't know, man. Four years. If you've got the wrong guy in place and you recognize that a year and a half in, <laughs> The players, aren't, uh, the players are not going to buy into you saying to them, hey, he's here for two and a half more seasons. You can't go into a coaching tenure with that long of a rope. For anybody. I don't care who you are. If the Sabres hired Mike Babcock a few years back, and they had done what they've been doing, he's not here still. And that guy's got more pedigree than anyone in the NHL when it comes to coaching. So you can't give a guy a blank check like that. I don't care who it is. And there's nobody on the market right now that even comes close to deserving that. The only guy you could have argued did was Quenville. And he's in Florida. He signed. He's gone. You weren't able to... You lost to Florida. Look at this division. They got work to do. It's not just the coach. They better not trade Ristolainen for picks and prospects. I'll tell you that right now. I'll get into that a lot tomorrow when I get a full show, but this team better not trade Rasmus Ristolainen for picks and prospects for just the sake of trading him. If you want to use him as a tool, one of your few tools that could bring in a second-line center or some legit scoring behind your first line, I'm all in. Sign up, Sign me up. But if you're trading him for the sake of trading him, they are going to regret that. The same way they've regretted trading Ryan O'Reilly last season because that guy's going to the playoffs and you don't hear a peep about culture in San Jose or in uh, St. Louis right now. You don't hear nothing. Man, that division's getting tough though, Quenville in Florida now. We'll see how that goes, but if they make if that if he makes them into a contender and you've already got Tampa to deal with who's the best team in the NHL in 20 years, you've got Toronto who might be the most talented team up front in the league. Boston is still continually being a contender year in and year out. It's going to be tough, even if the Sabres are good, to carve out a playoff spot here next year. You got to keep Skinner. You got to somehow find a second-line center. And you got to get the coach right. you got to get the coach right. Try number five. Here we go. All right, that's it for me. I'll be on for a full show tomorrow night. Thanks, everybody, for listening. NCAA National Championship coverage coming up next here on WGR.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.